verses 17 to 25. Romans 4, 17 to 25. Brother Ranjit is going to read. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who believed God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope and hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that he had promised he was able to perform. Therefore it is counted to him as righteousness. Though it is not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to, to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses, was raised because of our justification. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives, release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Every resistance to the preaching, proclamation of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. Every critical spirit be stilled and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Today's message is titled, The God Look. The God Look. Praise God. The God Look. I'm going to read the same verse, verses in the message version. We call Abraham father not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but... Because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we have always read in scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father, then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what? Only God could do. That is, raise the dead to life. With a word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say, it's hopeless. This hundred-year-old body could never father a child. Nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promises, asking cautiously, skeptically questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God, sure that God would make good on what he said. That's why it is said, Abraham was declared fit before God 
by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham. It's also us. The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. The sacrifice Jesus made us fit for God to set us fit for him. Praise God. Amen. So the message is titled, God Look. Warren Worsby puts it like this, Outlook in life determines the outcome of life. When we look into the life of Abraham, Abraham had a very out, very unique outlook to life. And I want to tag his outlook to life as God look. In other words, what Abraham did was, standing in the valley of despair, standing in the valley of bankruptcy, standing in the valley of needs, standing in the valley when everything looked hopeless, he looked, had a God look, look upwards to God. In other words, this man had a God look. Everything in life that he gained through God was accomplished because he had a very unique outlook to life and that was his God look. Praise God. In every seasons of our lives, if you and I are able to have a God look, meaning one, looking towards God, number two, evaluating everything after envisioning them from the lens of God. Praise God. See, I am wearing a glass. If this is a shade, okay, and if I were to put on a shade, everything, the colors change. Okay? So everything is seen from this lens. Likewise, when you have a God look, looking at things, looking at circumstances, looking at destiny, looking at the report, looking at the environment, looking at the changing facts, looking at the changing facts of life, through a God look, we will come on the top of the world as a winner every time. Abraham's outlook on life was so unique that it enabled him to see every challenge every obstacle, every uphill battles from a God look perspective. Looking at God and trying to comprehend the greatness of God despite the, the odds stacked against him. Praise the Lord. Abraham's faith conquered the impossibilities of his life. Abraham's faith conquered the improbabilities of his life. Abraham's faith in God conquered the inadequacies of his life. 
Abraham's faith in God conquered the inconsistencies of his life. Abraham's faith in God conquered the insecurities of his life. Praise God. The challenges that Abraham had then, you and I may have similar or different challenges in our lives which look impossible, improbable. It will look that you are inadequate, that you are and you cannot be consistent, and that there will be so many insecurities in our lives. But if we have a God look, through that we are able to become conquerors in life. The writer of Romans, Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he gives us a nutshell, a nano version of the life of Abraham about his unique God look in life. So as we read in verse 17, this man's God look had two sides to it, okay, as it is recorded in this particular portion. And one was he believed God could raise, he believed in a God who could raise, pray what? Raise the dead and give life to them. Praise God. The other God look was, he believed in a God who is able to call out of nothing something. Praise God. God who is able to call out of nothing anything that he wants to. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's very, very unique for a man who had no other narratives. He had no historical records to glean from. He had no biblical records to glean from. He had no forefathers who followed this living God to transmit faith values into him. Praise God. So as it plays out before us in the scriptures, he believed in a God who is able to give life to the dead. Now, bringing this home as it is in Abraham's life, God gave him a promise. And we know what the promise is. God told him that I'm going to make you father of the multitudes. In other words, I'm going to make you, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be the father of nations. Nations are going to come from you. And you are going, the, all of the nations are going to be blessed by you. Now look at the scope of that promise that God gives. It's larger than life. Praise God. It's bigger than anyone's imagination. And it goes from this one man and it affects and impacts anyone who would live on the face of the earth. Wow. Praise God. So, there was only one problem. This man, when he did have a very unique outlook and a God look, but he had one problem. When he took an inward look, the chances of this promise that God had given was very slim. The possibilities were very slim when he took an inward look. So when he looked into himself, 
the writer says, number one, the guy was very old. Number two, he did not have the ability in himself to produce that promise into a reality. So the inward look would tell him, it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. And then he would look inward, nothing. Then he would look at his life partner, and that was one more strike against him. He looked at her and said, impossible. Because the body structure and everything about her told him this particular promise that God gives is not going to become a reality. Till he looked inward with a God look perspective. Praise God. See, this is where God can make you and me champions. Praise God. When we look into ourselves, the inward look can be very deceptive. You might see that there is nothing or inadequacies in us that would not allow us to rise up to the occasion, to rise up to the platform that God has destined for you and for me. And the only way you can overcome that is when you and I are equipped with a God look like Abraham did. Praise God. So, my friend this morning, wherever you are seated as you are watching, let me ask you two simple questions. What kind of lens do you use as you take an inventory of your life in the light of the promises of God? Praise God. What kind of lens are you using when you look inwards? This morning, you woke up, perhaps you are seated before your computer, or you came to the church, wherever you are, I want to ask you, look inward. When you look inward, what do you see? Do you see frailties? Do you see flaws? Do you see impossibilities? Do you see inadequacies? Do you see inconsistencies? Do you see impossibilities? What do you see? And that could be a reality. That could be a reality. It was a reality in Abraham's life. But when he believed what God said, through the God look, he believed that, yes, even though this is a fact, I am able to overcome because I believe what God is saying to me. Praise God. The number second, the second question I want you to ask yourself is, how do you envision the possibilities of the promises of God in the backdrop of this pandemic? See, there is a backdrop now. It's a very unique season that you and I are in, all right? You and I are living in a very unique season. The backdrop is the pandemic. And everything is being evaluated based on that, okay? Everything is evaluated on the base. So in the backdrop of pandemic, which threatens to overwhelm us, which threatens to 
all right us, which threatens to gobble you up, which threatens to gobble up, to gulp down your promises, to gulp down your future, to gulp down your dreams, your aspirations, that very thing that you are cherishing in your heart, that I'm going to do it this year. The pandemic seems to take a big, huge gulp on it. Praise God. Now, in that, in that backdrop, think about it. How do you envision the possibility of the promises of God that has been given to you? Praise God. In the backdrop of this pandemic. Praise God. Now, we said that this man, Abraham, you know, he had, he had no other narratives for him to glean strength from. Unlike us, we have the Bible, we have the historical records, we have godly parents who have transmitted godly values. There is so much to lean on, fall back on, but he had none of them, praise God, other than the promise that God gave him. Now, it's very interesting. When God gave him a promise, you know, God told him, listen, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. You're going to have have." Have children are going to be a multitude, so numerous, and all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed by them. And he took him out and he says, Look at the stars, look at the stars. You know, can you count them? No, you can't count them. Your, 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 your dissonance is going to be just like that. Look at the sand, you know. Uh, look at them. Can you count them? Can you number them? No. That's how numerous your children's going to be. Now, it's very interesting. How God can connect our promises in such unique ways that when doubt creeps in, you're able to override those doubts and unbeliefs in our lives. In other words, this is what God was doing. God was telling him, listen, there will be time when you're going to be looking up. When you look up, you will see the promises of God. When you look down, you will see the promises of God. In other words, God knows that there are times and seasons in everyone's life when naturally we hold our head high. Praise God. In every one of our seasons, we have times and seasons when we're, we are riding high. When our heads are held high, Abraham, when your head is held high, you will see the promises of God displayed in the sky for you. But then there are times when we feel low. Everybody has seasons when they feel low. When you feel low, you put your head down. So God says, whether you look up or down, whether you are in a season when you're lifting up your high, head high and walking like that with assurance and confidence, or when you feel hopeless and you're looking down, regardless of what season, Abraham, I want you to remember one thing. The promise that I have made is sure and it will come to pass. Praise God. See, God knows each and every one of us. And with that promises, he gives us the assurance. Every one of our lives have night seasons. Night seasons when everything is dark around us. So when everything is dark around us, remember... The stars, they come out at night. So Abraham, 
When you are going through a dark season, a night season, let my stars up in the sky remind you that the promise will come to pass. Praise God. Everyone in our lives have seasons when sun is shining brightly upon our lives. When the sun is shining brightly upon your life, still you feel the void in your life because that promise has not come through. Praise God. God is saying, I'm going to cause the sun to shine on the, st- on the sand. And as the sand glitters under the sun, remember my promises are real. Praise God. In this season, I want you to know, my friend, regardless of what season you are in, in season of sunshine or night, whether you're holding your head high or your head is down, God's promises are real. Praise God. So he believed in a God. His God look was unique. He believed in a God who is able to bring back life, raise, bring back life that has ebbed away. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, he believed, he looking at the inlook, he believed that he looked at his body, looked at the barren womb of Sarah, but he believed out of that lifeless body, God is able to bring life. Later at the altar, standing over the same son that God had given him, with a knife in his hand, being obedient to the Lord, Abraham again believed that God could give life to the dead. Amen. Praise God. So, what are we trying to say? Simply this. That the promises that God has given us on our life, the promise that he has made upon our lives, it might be stored in our memory banks, okay? And it might be, we might be carrying it in our heart, praise God. It might be in the back of our mind, even though the circumstances of the season tells you that it is hopeless and it has become like ashes. Praise God. Nothing good is going to come out of it. Praise God. Perhaps this season, this pandemic has stolen the possibility of the promises to stay afloat anymore. Lord, all these days, all these years, I had the promise staying afloat. But now with the pandemic, I think everything is going to go down. Whether it's the promise on your life, on your ministry, on your vocation, on your business, the promises that has God, God has made, even when it looks bleak, God can bring it back to life. Praise God. That means he can bring, he can give life to lifeless things. Praise God. That which is shriveled, that which is crumpled, that which is that which is crippled, that which is paralyzed, God can bring forth a new leaf, new lease to life. Hallelujah. That which is motionless, he can impart motion and life in it. Our God is able. Do you believe that? Praise God. Abraham believed in a God who can raise up the dead. Praise God. The next 
God look that this man had was, he believed in this God as one who calls that things that do not exist as they did. Praise God. Abraham believed in a God who calls those things which are not as if they are. Meaning, calling into existence non-existing things. Praise God. That's crazy faith. I would call it a crazy faith. Crazy with a K. Because I believe it gives a little bit more strength to it. Even when there is no hope. Believing. Listen. For us to create something, we need raw materials. If I am to make a table, I need wood. And you get the raw materials. If I need a microphone, there are raw materials. You put them together, you assemble together. So everything you have to have some kind of raw material. But for God, he can create something out of nothing. Praise God. And Abraham believed that this promise-giving God, this promise-keeping God, he has a unique ability to call out something out of nothing. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's what prompted him to believe in God even when the command that was given to God by God to him to go up to Mount Moriah and, and offer the sacrifice, what made him do? He said he believed that even if he offered his son, and even if it became if he became ashes, God was able to bring him out of the ashes, his son back and fulfill the promise. And you see, our belief in God is consciously or unconsciously we verbalize it we verbalize it you see that as abraham is taking isaac up the mount moriah as they come to the base of the mountain he turns to his servants and says you and the donkeys you stay here may we will go up offer the sacrifice and we will come down we will go up and we will come down the servants had no clue what he was talking about but what heaven does is heaven captures that moment and records it. Do you think heaven is capturing our words? What do you think? May we utter words which heaven will deem fit to capture it, record it. Praise God. Does heaven do that? Heaven always do that. That's what the Bible says. There is a book in heaven called the book of remembrance. The godly, they spoke to each other. And God listened carefully to their conversation. And recorded the things that they talked about. Praise God. So heaven is capturing our conversations. So our conversation should be such that it is propelled by faith. Praise God. This man's statement, even though so simple, we will go up and we will come down. You guys stay here. Heaven captures it because it showed the enormous amount of faith in him that 
even though he was going to do what God was going asked him to do in his statement through his statement it revealed volumes of the depth of the faith in God who brings praise God life out of death and also brings what out of nothing he can call everything into existence praise God hallelujah when god commanded let there be light light came into existence even when there was no sun or moon out there out there to give light so in our life that which we do not have that which we do not possess right now right now that which that that which looks impossible our circumstances our rational our logic would tell us impossible it can happen it will not happen can you believe that god can bring into existence yes the god that we serve is a god who calls the things that are not as if they are so the god look has a second side to it the first god look was the recipient abraham you me the receiver of promises should have a god look enabling us to override the in look of our present circumstances through what god has promised now there is another side to this god look what does god see when he looks at you and me is also important god look how god looks at us praise god when god looked at abraham and gave him a promise god changed his name from abram to abraham praise god so now god is saying listen i'm going to give you a promise the promise is that you're going to be father of many nations and so i'm going to change your name your name is going to be abraham in other words god is saying listen i have given you a promise and henceforth i see the promise activated in you listen to this this is how it is written in 4:17 as it is written i have made thee a father of many nations it's also recorded in genesis 17:5 i have made thee father of many nations now it's interesting that you notice the tense that is used there you know what is what is god saying although in reality at that current time what god had promised did not become a reality it hadn't hadn't happened yet god spoke his promise as in the past tense as if it's already done praise god hallelujah god envisioned abraham as per the promise given to him God called him the father of nations so he changed his name from Abram to Abraham from Sarai to Sarah that was the promise God had pronounced upon their lives when the promise was made they had no offsprings God said it doesn't matter right now where you are what your status is I'm going to change your status praise God hallelujah you know you and i have to get serious about god and his word and his promises praise god because god is real 
when he gives you a word. So real. God is so serious to what he says. When he said all nations would be blessed through him, you know what God did? One day God visited him and told him, listen, God said, am I going to keep this a secret? Secret what? That I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. The then twin cities. God said, I'm not going to keep it a secret from Abraham. Why? Because God had given him a promise saying that, you know what? All nations will be blessed through you. Praise God. And so, God was filling him in. I want you to listen to this carefully. God was filling him in. The promises, all nations shall be blessed because of you. Now God was telling Abraham, Abraham, even though all these nations are going to be blessed by you, I have come here to tell you that twin cities, the inhabitants of this twin cities will be wiped out and there will be no one than there in there that will be blessed because of you. God takes it very seriously when he utters a promise on you. Praise God. God comes to fill you in because your promise is linked. Praise God. Linked to lives around you. Linked to the people around you. Linked to the family around you. Linked to the church around you. Linked to the neighbors around you. So he comes to fill you in on them. Margaret Thatcher who was the Prime Minister of United Kingdom for decades. When she, when she came out of her office, when she retired, one of the reporters asked her, what do you miss now that you are not the Prime Minister of England anymore? You know what Margaret Thatcher said? What she said? She was known as one of the Iron Ladies at that time. She said, I miss the briefings. So the reporter asked, what do you mean you miss the briefings? She said, when I wake up in the morning and I turn the TV on and I see the news and the events that are going around, she said, in the beginning it was very hard for me. And the reporter said, why? She said, I would think, how come nobody briefed me on this? Forgetting that she was not a prime minister anymore. So before events transpired, people who were in power will be briefed in. God who is all powerful briefed in on Abraham because the promise, the depth and the scope of the promise was such that all of the nations will be blessed through Abraham. But this inhabitants of the twin cities will not Possess that blessing. My friend, as you're listening to me this morning, I want you to get serious with God. I want you to get serious about the promises that God had uttered upon your life. Perhaps in this life as you live and as you go around, as you are not in touch with God, you tend to miss the depth of the promises of God. You are a man of destiny.
You are a woman with a destiny. And the promises that are uttered upon your life is not only affecting and impacting your life, it's linked to so many people around that your fulfillment, your promise, fulfillment of your promise will touch, affect lives around you. Get serious with God. What kind of an outlook do you have? As you look inwards, as you look around you, have a God look. Look at things through God's perspective. Praise God. His promises are real and it will surely come to pass. God willing, we will continue next week. We are going to sing a song and then we will conclude with a word.